The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on Sunday. This is Sunday. about the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. Kinds up, giddy up, man, dude, four days a week. You ever get tired of hearing that? This is the Fair to Stop podcast, the number one show where police meet society and culture. Tuning in for the first time, well, this is the last call episode, which we do every Wednesday live for our paid YouTube members only. If you want to be a paid YouTube member only, go on your laptop or your desktop computer on YouTube, and there's like a little option that you can join. Um, and then you can watch us for free. But for the mass majority, the 99.98% of you uh, are just listening on podcasts on Thursday to this show. And this is giving you all the information that you need so that you don't sound like an asshole over the weekend to your civilian friends. Matter of fact, I was just at a UFC fight night at a, uh, a friend of mine who's a police officer's house. There's a lot of cops there. And I was proud to be around them. And they were SWAT cops, very veteran SWAT cops been around the block for a while, and I was so proud to be in that room because we didn't talk about police shit at all. We talked about all sorts of stuff, from skateboarding kids to jujitsu to fight night stuff to all sorts of things, but none of it was law enforcement related, and, and that's awesome. you got to be able to separate yourself from the job. And that's what this show does for you. If you want to support this show, give us a five-star rating review on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Podkai, Google Play, wherever you're listening to your podcast. Give us a five-star rating and review. It helps. It goes a long, long way. Today's show is brought to you by ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack. Sleep so good. Why do I have so much energy? Four shows a week, three shows a week that I do. Why do I have so much energy? It's because I sleep on a fucking ghost bed, baby. Gives you mental health starts with a good night's sleep. Ghostbed provides that. Plus, they love first responders. They give you like 35%, 40% off. I stop telling you how much percent you get off because I'm always wrong. If I say 35% this week, it's 40%. If I say 40%, it's 45%. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know how they stay in business with all the discounts. Every flipping holiday, it could be Girlfriend's Day, and they got some kind of Wazoo Girlfriend's Day sale. They're always on sale. They're beds made in the good old USA, and we love them. And also today's show is brought to you by our newest addition to the fam. That's Stamps. Stamps.com forward slash Wolfpack. Um, I'm ready to mail out some shit. They gave me a subscription since we're sponsored by them. There's so many deals. You get like 84% off of like regular postage and stuff. Uh, there's so many things that they've got going on. Plus, they got the pickup. You can schedule a pickup from your house. Uh, I'll never go to the post office again. I'll do everything right here from my computer, from my printer. But I'm feeling generous, and I want to give away uh, I want to give away a skateboard deck. I want to give away a skateboard deck. Um, that my kids that, that would belong by my kids. It's a brand new deck though. Um, but I will have my kids because my kids uh, are probably more famous than I am at this point. You can go and follow them on Gromit vomit on Instagram. You can follow them on Tansy fam on Instagram. I'll tell you what you go and follow Tansy fam, go and follow Gromit vomit, give them a five-star review on the old iTunes or the Spotify. Um, cause I know that if you're listening to this show, you've already done that for failure stop. If you haven't go over there and be a good human and do that. Um, but if you can prove to me, screenshot me, and you go to Eric Tansy, that you're following Gromit Vomit and that you're following Tansy fam, and I will put you in to win this deck. And what I'm going to do to win the deck is um, next week, I'll have Dead Lag. Um, 
I'll have Degleg do a drawing. I'll play a game, a mathematical game, and we'll do a game, and I'll go through the comment section, and whoever wins that gets it. So what you have to do is you have to, I'll take a picture of the deck, put it on last call. You have to go to the last call Instagram page for this show, last call. Um, and then you have to comment that you went and followed Tansy Fam and Gromit Vomit. So that's it. Go to last call, follow Gromit Vomit and Tansy Fam. Leave us a comment under that picture. Say you did it. Using my stamps.com shit, I will send you a skateboard deck signed by my kids. And I guarantee my kids are going to be famous. Way more famous than I am. So um, they're actually just in a magazine. They've got, you know, they had Ryan Sheckler on their show. Uh, they've got it going on, dude. Those boys have got it going on. So anyway, if you want a chance to win a skateboard deck that belonged to my kids, it's brand new that they've signed with their sponsorship decals on it. Um, so it's a pretty cool sponsor model board by Yoke Hair Skateboards out of Chino, California. So that'll be sweet. Using stamps.com forward slash Wolfpack. If you got your little small business going on, selling your little essential oils on the side or you're caught up in your little uh, you know, you know, your what is the uh, pyramid schemes there? Everybody's always got a pyramid scheme that they're caught up in it's a pyramid scheme, but uh, we've all done it. That's where most cops start. I'd say most first responders that own a business start uh, by getting sucked into some kind of multi-level marketing bullshit. And then you, you learn that that's not successful, but you could be successful if you put that energy into something else. Anyway, it's a whole journey that we all go through. If you're not using stamps.com though, you're already behind the curve, behind the curve, baby. So get on, get with the competition these days. Uh, Dead Leg Media, Josh from Dead Leg Media, joined by him today to go over some crazy new stuff that you got to be talking about. Um, and we've got a lot of, I just got off the phone with my insider source from Washington, D.C., Capitol Police guy down there. Um, and I just wanted to double check because we've, we've covered this on the Failure Stop Breakdown. We covered the January 6th thing and i've got some new information plus we got the taco carlson video out and i want to talk about that where he got it wrong where he kind of got it right and kind of where the democrats and republicans are fucking all of this up for everybody and, and again as usual it's to the detriment of us right because mainstream media is so wrong on both left and right that it leaves us um looking like fools looking like idiots and not knowing the truth and if you don't know the truth you can't fix the problem if you don't know what happened you can't fix it you know what i mean so um you got to have proof. You got to have evidence. And and the media fails to give us either or. And we're going to talk about that today. Also going to go over uh, Fauci's new ouchie. Uh, yeah, gosh, man, if you called me a conspiracy theorist two years ago, you really owe me an apology. If you're a good human being, you would give me that apology. I'd give you apologies when I'm wrong. I do it all the time in this show when I'm wrong. But wow. And, and, and I think it's a really crazy mistake. And that's why you have to be very careful. You have to be very careful. I never lashed out at somebody and said, it 100% came from a lab. I never said that. But a lot of people came to me and said, it did not come out of a lab. It did not come out of a lab. How can you? You're not a fucking scientist. How can you say it? We're going to go over all that. Plus, we got Chris uh, Chris Rock's epic comeback. Uh, it played it very well. I want to talk about that. I think he did a great job. Um, and then, of course, we had the FFA, the FAA this week coming out with an emergency meeting because so many planes have almost crashed into each other. We had a Hawaiian plane that dove within 800 feet of crashing into the ocean and then recovered itself. Got to have answers on why that happened. Lots going on with the, with flying. Of course, they lost all that data um, and the flights went down for half a fucking day. That was pretty crazy. So I want to cover that. I know, Dead, like you had a couple of things you wanted to cover. What did you want to cover today? 
Yeah, we got our secretary, uh, transportation secretaries, uh, his his buddy and mentor, unfortunately, uh, has been charged with 56 charges of child porn. Oh, so, why am I not surprised? That's yeah, there's that. But we have some good news. Uh, SpaceX put four new astronauts up into space. Well, well we got to get ready is, for the old, but what is it? The Operation Blue Light. So, yep. We got to get, gotta get that laser show ready to go. So we got a, we got a, we got a show chocked full of, uh, we, we've just, we got a show chock full of news, baby. So uh, buckle in, get ready, saddle up and let's dive into all of this. Uh, I'd love to first start with let's, I want to go to the Fauci's ouchies first. That's what I thought about, but because I, I don't know. It's because we talked about the shaman thing. Let's go into the January 6th thing really quick. Um, if you don't know, there was the, the QAnon shaman. We all know who he was. He had the brave heart, red, white, and blue style face with this last of the, you know, last of the Mohegans Indian kind of look where he's got, uh, I'm not sorry. Not last of the Mohegans. Uh, go, uh, what's the one with Kevin Costner? Dancing uh, with, dance with the wolves. Dance he's with got wolves. a Tatonka, Tatonka yep. hat on. Um, you remember him walking through with American flag and a backpack, just walking through the Capitol. Now, Tucker Carlson covered this in a new monologue that was, it's got a lot of scrutiny, right? And he, and he leaves his w- way open because what what we're failing to see here is that the Democrats are wrong and the Republicans are wrong. Um, George Floyd was wrong and Derek Chauvin was wrong. Two wrongs don't make a right, but if we can figure out where everybody went wrong, maybe we can fix the problem. What happened on January 6th? This isn't a theory. This isn't a conspiracy. This is the fact of what happened on January 6th. This is the fact with overwhelming evidence. If you put this before a jury, they would deliberate on it quicker than the Murdoch trial. All right. The facts of the case were that Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer wanted an insurrection. They understaffed on purpose all of the Capitol Police. And if you talk to any Capitol Police officer that's not trying to get you know, an, an, a book deal or anything like that that doesn't have any outside entities left or right pulling at them, they will say, we were understaffed. The chief of the Capitol Police sent three memos, three week, one a week for three weeks, begging, and we read this memo, it is begging for more officers. It's begging for Metro to come and help. It's begging to not let people have the days off, and it's begging for reserve officers to come in and help. And they got none of that for no reason. They also asked at the last minute because they were not able to receive Metro PD's help because they were not allowed. They weren't allowed to have reserve officers to come help. And they didn't have all of their cops come in on their day off, which in Raleigh, you could have a very minor protest and they would still call people in on their day off. So the fact that you have this very big, big opportunity for public outrage and violence and, and riotous behavior they didn't bring in off-duty officers in a last-ditch effort. They said, we need the National Guard then. And Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi being solely in charge of that, and that's, that, that is put in place since the 1800s, that, they're, that, those, that, that position that they hold is, is, has oversight over the chief of police. They are literally the chief themselves. And we covered this in the totally January 6th thing. We, we broke down um, why they have that power and how that comes to be. So you can go back and listen to that episode if you'd like to know all the facts, but it was literally Nancy Pelosi herself who responded to these memos saying, no, we're not doing that. It doesn't look good to have the national guard here. It, It doesn't look good on paper. And so within, within the first few hours 
I mean, we're talking one o'clock in the morning. They were already short staffed by a black female with long dreadlocks and air force ones or some kind of Nike tennis shoes laying the first bite bomb pipe bomb at the DNC, which is very weird. It's now that it's not the kind of person you would think would put a pipe bomb at the democratic national convention. Then we have somebody put one at the Republican national convention, which by the by sunrise, they were already completely overwhelmed and, un, and they had too many tasks at hand. So January 6th happened because Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer wanted it to happen. They wanted Trump nowhere near that Capitol. Now, the Republicans, to save face, have come out on mainstream media and tried to portray these events as nothing went wrong, that nobody did anything wrong. And that's not true. There's lots of video of people doing lots of things that they shouldn't have done. Lot, but, but that's in every, every protest and riot that, that spans over a couple thousand people, you're going to have some bad eggs. And now you have upwards of a million people descending upon Washington, D.C., and what's, what's already been escalated by talks of uh, treason, by, by miscounting votes or voter fraud and all these other things. So, so emotions were already high. Of course, out of a million people or close to a million people, quarter of a million people, half a million people. You can't really get a real number on how many people were there. Um, but I'll just say, let's say there's 250,000, right? Let's meet in the middle somewhere. 250,000 people. There's going to be some dissenters. There's going to be some bad eggs in the crowd. And we saw that on the videos. There's no, there's no going back on that. So for Tucker Carlson to get on there and only show a little snippet of who he wants to show. Now, I get it. The left does the same exact thing. They only show the worst parts. They only show because there was hundreds of thousands of people. There was only a very small pocket of people being um, of, of being riotous and, and violent. And then you have another crowd that was doing virtually nothing wrong except, you know, using their their, their rights to. To protest. And what Tucker Carlson did was he cherry picked what he wanted to show. And, 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 and it does, it does have a lot of questions, but if you look at it objectively and I talked to a Capitol police officer, he says at that point, everybody was out of that building and we could not arrest anybody. He says our detention cells can hold three inmates. How many people do you think that the Capitol police arrest on a daily basis at the, at the, at the white house? Not very many. So if their cells only they they're only capable of holding three detainees and three cells before transport, but literally every asset they do you know how many assets it takes to move a dignitary for to get those people out of that building and somewhere down the road safely they had to block off no less than ten intersections to get them away, so they could get in a car and not have traffic. So you're talking two cops each intersection probably more like four cops each intersection that's 40 cops i think they only started the day off with like 200 and something cops so you got 200 cops first 200,000 people they had nowhere to go they had nothing to do what were they going to do detain fucking kimo savi over here um they're gonna they're gonna detain dances with wolves and then what what about his two friends so while you're doing that what they were doing was trying to preserve chaos they were trying to preserve the white house from being burnt to the ground from being graffitied they were trying to document who was stealing everything they had no manpower to do anything about that guy and it makes capitol police look like they're really bad 
it makes them look like shit. It makes them look like they were dissenters or that they were treasonous in some way, shape, or form. What they were doing was trying to save the White House. They had they could not do they could not do anything. They're like, well, there's 10 dudes there. They could have put handcuffs on that. Okay, then what happens? While they're doing that, where do you take them? Where do you put them? Because you've got to now watch those people. You have to have one cop per person. So now you've removed 10 more cops away from the from the White House. There was hundreds of people milling around inside of that building. They did everything they could. So, you know, whereas it doesn't look good, perception isn't reality, and I preach about it all the time. Perception's not reality. Those officers did everything that they could. They do, but the, the, the reality check here, the fact is, and what the right won't tell you and the left won't tell you, because they're kind of part of the same thing, is that Nancy Pelosi, with overwhelming evidence, created, the, she wanted that to happen. She paved the way. And if anybody, any tactical person or anybody that does any kind of security uh, even I would say even the layman that doesn't do any of this, if you look at those memos and you look for that officer with that chief of police who was forced to resign, was trying to do, you would say that that is unreasonable, Nancy Pelosi. That is unreasonable. If you put politics aside, what she did that day, undoubtedly, undisputably, unarguably, was wrong. Was wrong by not allowing the National Guard, by not allowing Metro, uh, Metro Police, but not allowing reserve officers. What she did was wrong. And the only reason she could have done that, and we all know, as Craig Chris Rock says, like we know anybody that knows anything knows. We know why she did that. Because she wanted chaos and dissension. She wanted to, they wanted to take that road. They had already pre-planned what they were going to say. And then they looked for any bit, anything insightful that Trump said that day. And they blew that out of proportion. Because they did. They blew what he said out of proportion. Now, Ch Donald Trump, probably one of the most immature politicians that ever lived in the White House. Nancy Pelosi absolutely is one of the most immature politicians. I don't know who's worse. Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump, or Nancy Pelosi when it comes to being immature. It's embarrassing watching those three go at each other. But at the end of the day, I won't even argue this. At the end of the day, that all would have been avoided had Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer allowed the uh, Capitol Police chief to do his job and allow the Capitol Police to actually do his job. And so if anybody has blood on their hands, oh, I mean, it's everybody. The right was wrong. The people from the right that were there protesting violently, wrong. Uh, Nancy Pelosi for not allowing more police officers in the National Guard, wrong. Donald Trump for opening his big, fat fucking mouth, wrong. Somebody to enter the White House building and walk around and break glass. Wrong. Shoot somebody for breaking glass. Wrong. I mean, there was just so much wrong that day. Um, you know, but nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to talk about that. Everybody just wants to put blame on the left and right. Everybody was wrong that day. Um, just like Fauci was wrong. Just like Fauci was wrong in the new congressional memo, fire just via drafted an article against the lab leak theory on behalf of welcome trust NIH. Have you read about this at all? Deadline? I kind of looked into a little bit. My understanding was that he was basically trying to discredit it. So he had, he authored the study or he provided the funding for the study to try to counter yes. argument. 
Yeah, so, um, and there's a whole line, a timeline of events. I'm reading straight off the memo because, remember, I had a, a breakdown about two weeks ago about lack of evidence and uh, people reporting with lack of evidence. So what I'm, I'm, I'm actually reading you the evidence as it's presented uh, in this memo to the courts. Um, and, and, and so what you had is in January of 2020, Dr. Anderson began investigating the origin of the COVID-2 SARS. Um, Dr. Anderson has objectively weighed all of the evidence available to him. Dr. Anderson viewed, uh, view involved consistent with the evidence at his disposal. Scientists must make conclusions supported by the available evidence, even when it conflicts with earlier assessments. So, and, and, and I'm just pin, I'm like pick, 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 I had highlighted things in here, so I'm just kind of cherry picking myself, but if you want to read the whole article, um, I'll put the link up there. Uh, the evidence suggests that Dr. Fauci prompted Kristen Anderson, Professor Scripps research to write a proximal origin and that the goal was to disprove any lab leak theory. So he went at this. There was a lab leak theory very, very early on in this. And because Trump had opened his big fat fucking mouth and called it a Chinese virus and everybody was against Trump at the time. And that's Everybody knows that they were against, you know, everybody knows that, every, you know, all of these factions were desperate to get Trump out of office and that they will take anything he says and run with it. So, so he opened his mouth about China labs. So Fauci, being that he hated Trump so much and was working for the establishment at the time, decided, OK, well, that's the hill we'll die on. So if he says it's a Chinese virus, we'll make him look stupid, even though it is a viable hypothesis at that point in time. But we will go ahead and 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 disprove it, even though we cannot disprove it. But what we'll do is we'll go to uh, the, this, the scientists who write these articles, these well-known articles, and he manipulative through, through emails, basically gives them all the information and exactly what to say, and then edits his form into what he wants it to say to fit his narrative that there could possibly be no lab leak which that was the first article that was published that everybody ran wild with and, of course, called people like myself who said, well, it really does seem likely that this could be a lab leak. And if I had to guess, that that sounds China to me. That sounds like something China would do. It's plausible. You're conspiracy theorists. You're crazy. All the headlines from 2020 that had anything to do that had anything to do with the Chinese. You, you, you were forced off of YouTube. We were forced off of Twitter. We were forced off to Instagram. I personally was kicked off of, of Facebook for, for talking about the China lab leak for hateful speech only to now come find, to come to find out now that it was more probable than not that it came from Wuhan. It's Don't incredible. Our representative, not only that, our representative from our government is trying to discredit it. Our head yeah. medical person is is actively right, trying to discredit it for no for, for for the only reason other than to play politics. Poisonous politicians are poisoning the profession. Every profession, Cop chiefs that are playing politics ruin the police. Uh, profession, medical scientists trying to play politics, ruining medical science. I no longer, I no longer trust doctors. Like I have to go and interview doctors now. We're having home births inside of our house illegally because we 
don't trust the medical profession anymore because of fucking guys like Dr. Fauci. And I get it. I mean, there are tons of amazing doctors. There's tons of great cops. But arguably, there's a large percent of the country that no longer trust police because of bullshit that goes on in places like Tennessee or Minnesota or uh, Uvalde and all these things. I'm not saying that anybody did anything wrong. Uh, you know, I, I'm not arguing, but what, I, but it does create distrust in those professions because each one of those cases that I mentioned, Uvalde, uh, anything that happened in, in Minnesota uh, and anything that happened in, in Tennessee or Kentucky, uh, all of those had political ties to them and, and people interjected on behalf of politics because it fit a certain narrative. And so politics is literally poisoning every profession, including the medical profession. And that's because Fauci went full politics. He went full political. Because generally speaking in the past, when you start to do research for like a, like an outbreak, something like this, you start to get back down to, you want to find patient one. You want to find out where it came from because that's where you're going to get the most information as from that. So all the information, everything back then had pointed that it had originated from South Central China, where a lab happened to be. Right. Like, okay. Well, because so these, Trump these... said China virus, that's the only reason they had to try to discredit it is because he said it. If he would never have said that, they would have never have tried to discredit that theory. Or have we been sending money over there? Are we funding this gain of function stuff with it? Have we been funding this the whole time? And then an oops leak got out. Yeah. Well, the point being is, is that, that nobody knows any, anything that's going on. And so anybody that questioned this or wanted to have a debate and was shot down by him, I have a, a friend who's a huge Democrat. Um, this was, uh, there's, there's a lot of times that he walks out. I've never walked out. I've never walked out in a conversation that he, that he and I's had, but he has walked out on me no less than five times. And in no less than all five times, I have to text and call in the weeks leading up to try to like, Hey man, how's things going? You doing all right, dude. You, you know, want to hang out? Da, 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 da. Like I've been the one that's had to mend and act like nothing happened. Um, he's the one that's going crazy because if I talk about Ukraine, I'm pro Russia. I'm not fucking pro Russia. I'm just questioning a lot of the shit that's going on in Ukraine before I send my sons and maybe my daughters in the next 10 years over to go fight this war. I've got some questions. I don't want my kids fighting the same type of war I had to fight where the government just was getting involved to lose. I, I personally think that that's kind of the way the Iraq went. I'm not so sure about Afghanistan. I, I still think that Afghanistan was a war that we kind of needed to be at because Afghanistan is such a, uh, if you're going to have a war in Iraq and you're going to have a war, the, the Afghanistan is a huge, you have to own it. You've got to own it because if you don't, other people are going to own it and then they're going to be able to, to fund themselves and fund their own armies. Um, and so if you're going to fight a war in the Middle East or anywhere, Middle Ages, Central Asia, you, you got to have Afghanistan. That's why the Russians win it. Win it. So it's strategically, it, it, it was a, it was a thing, but it will stem from, from this whole Iraq bullshit. Um, but we should be able to question and have and have arguments about these things. I should be able to argue about Ukraine without being called a Russian communist propaganda sympathizer or whatever you guys want to call me. 
I should be able to ask you questions about where the coronavirus came from and whether I want to put some fucking political charged vaccine inside of my body. I should be able to talk about why are people dropping dead unprecedentedly. And I hate saying that word, but it's true. We've not seen this many athletes drop dead on these type of videos ever, ever in history. We haven't seen this. So why, why can't I question these without you all of a sudden, uh, calling me, uh, you know, like a a Trump dick sucker or something crazy. I'm not sucking Trump's dick. These are logical questions that I should be able to ask. In enough time, the question is you ask, you think you might know where the answer is, or you think you know the answer to the question before you even ask it. In enough time, that answer will come true. Yeah. I mean, what what conspiracy theory has been put out in the last three years that has not come true? Well, it, it, the left keeps finding themselves, and my friends that are extreme leftists, because my friends that are on extreme right, They're not the ones putting their foot in their mouth as much. I don't see them. I don't see their political beliefs as the ones that they're having to backtrack or back up. What I do see is the left trying to back up Epstein. Nobody from the right has ever tried to back up Epstein. Only people I've ever heard try to back up Epstein or try to defend the Epstein stuff. They all stem from the left. The only people that I've ever seen try to go to bat for, for rich celebrities are people from the left. Only thing with the Murdoch trial, that the people that think that Murdoch didn't do it a rich elite that didn't kill his wife and kids, even though a jury deliberated in less than three hours, all stem from the left. Now, one of my right-leaning friends has, has had a different opinion. Um, and so what the left keeps doing is because you keep going at these definite, hardline, offensive comments towards people who agree or think something different than you. And and if, if I did that, I'd be walking myself back, but I don't. All I say is, man, I wonder... Why are they going so hard in the paint? Why do they care so much to disprove this whole Chinese theory? Like, what's in it for them? Why why is the National Geographic so determined to disprove this mathematician that thinks that, that, uh, what's her name, crashed her plane 200 miles off the last island that she stopped to get gas? Why do they hate that guy so much for just having a theory that's backed up by math? Now, I'm not saying... That she definitely crashed within 200 miles of, of whatever island she left. I'm not saying that. But I'm definitely not saying that that guy's fucking crazy for believing it or for thinking that it's a theory. So when you take these hard lines, it makes me question every time. Why? Why do you have to be so mean about somebody's theory unless you have stake in the game? And so why call people conspiracy theorists for believing in the Wuhan lab, Mr. Fauci, unless you have stake in some game that's going on at Wuhan? Because everything they like, just, I mean, in law enforcement, they say just follow the money and you get to the source. Yes. So all, you got, all you got to do is just follow the money. Everything that we just talked about, it's all, it's following Epstein's money, Erdahl's money. Right. I'm going to go ahead and guess the Fauci. There's, there's money involved with the Fauci because there's the study. Tactical cool dude. Uh, I'm sorry to break up. Tactical yeah. dude just left a message. That says breaking news that DOJ said Breonna Taylor Raid violated civil rights. They were going to find something wrong in the Breonna Taylor Raid the minute that they found out that they had completely lied about the lie about the Breonna Taylor case. And if you talk to Sergeant Mattingly, if you look at all the evidence, um, if one officer fucked up that evidence, uh, that happens almost in every case. But th- there's still no denying 
that Breonna Taylor was 100% wrong in everything that she did that night. Um, her boyfriend that she was sleeping with that night, she was cheating on her real boyfriend with, was wrong that night. Um, and her real boyfriend, who was owner of the trap house and dealing all those drugs, was absolutely wrong that night. So the, the Department of Justice was going to, you know, they painted a narrative that she was killed in her sleep. They wanted an anti-police rhetoric. They got walked back in a crazy way because they were wrong on everything that they put out in the news, including Donald Trump was wrong that night for saying that they did a no knock warrant. The no knock warrant wasn't real. It was a knock warrant. Uh, a Democrat judge signed off on all of the warrants and signed off on a no knock warrant, even though a no knock warrant wasn't served. She was not killed in her sleep. She was not actively working as an EMT worker, a, a medical room technician, by the way, not on the back of a, uh, EMS truck, which they had also put out. So all those things were wrong. So of course the DOJ is never going to get off of that because um, they've got to save face too. So I'm, I'm not really too worried about the Ronald Taylor case. I know all the facts of that case. Um, and I also do understand that somebody got paperwork for the news that they said that they believe that they came in. That stuff happened when you're working with several different detective agencies who gathered what evidence. I mean, that's how OJ got, got him, got acquitted because the knife, because it was a, uh, one guy put the knife in a bag um, but he didn't sign off that he put that knife in the bag. And so they try to make this whole thing up about transfer of evidence and, and, and created a conspiracy out of it just to prove that OJ didn't kill it. I mean, that was OJ's knife. OJ used the knife to kill somebody. Somebody put it in the bag per policy, but at the time the policy was very vaguely written and, and a bunch of lawyers capitalized on it. That's exactly what's going on with the Breonna Taylor case. Not even worried about it. All right. And the DOJ is going to get what they want, right? Because they, they that's a narrative that they have to push. They have to prove that that white cops are bad and, and that innocent old Breonna Taylor who was cheating on her boyfriend who was holding $13,000 of cash, who was seen over 30 times on surveillance footage running money back and forth to three different trap houses that were known drug trap houses that should have been condemned. I think that I think two of them were actually condemned, if I remember correctly. Um, all of those things uh, led to her uh, dying. You know, if you're going to be a, a snake, a squirrel suit jumper, and you're going to jump around and see how, how close you can get to a bunch of rocks and you do that over and over again, eventually you're going to smack into a rock and you're going to fucking die. Probably what's going to happen. Breonna Taylor, no different. You keep fucking around with this stuff and they're going to fucking kill you um, or somebody's going to kill you, uh, either the cops or the thugs that you're working with. Uh, but here's what's even more scary that you should be focused on. Um, and I already don't like flying, even though I fly a lot and I was a paratrooper. I love when people said like, how did you jump out of perfectly good airplanes? Well, <laughs> the military is not known to have perfectly good airplanes. Okay. Those things have problems all the fucking time. I don't like being on a plane without a parachute. So being a paratrooper means I get to get off of that plane before the most dangerous part of that plane thing happens, which is landing. landing. So if I don't have to land on an aircraft, if I could avoid the takeoff, I'd avoid that too. Um, but I can't. Um, but now I got to worry about this stuff. The FAA had an emergency meeting this week because of all of the near crashes that keep happening. They had like five in the course of like a very short amount of time. And they are scary. In Boston, air traffic controllers stopped JetBlue flight. This is coming from CNN Business. Air traffic controllers stopped JetBlue flight from running into a departing private jet as it was coming into land on the evening of February 27th. Um, the FAA is investigating the incident. The two planes involved in the apparent close call at Boston Logan International Airport came within 565 feet. Now, this isn't even as much as the next one I'm going to read. The next one, they come within 100 feet. Um. 
they came within 565 feet of colliding according flight traders 24 preliminary review of its data according to the primary review the pilot of the learjet 60 took off without clearance while jet blue flight 206 was preparing to land on an intersecting runway now i know 565 feet sounds like a long way but when you're talking about things that are thousands of pounds of aircraft carrying hundreds of people going right over 100 yep. miles an hour 565 feet is not a lot of of leeway room i think that may be the length of a learjet it's not a lot uh, the Learjet pilot read back the instructions clearly, but began a takeoff roll instead, the FFA, the FAA said in a statement. The pilot of the JetBlue aircraft took evasive action and initiated a climb out as the Learjet crossed its intersection. Well, good for JetBlue for being a good pilot and knowing what the fuck's going on. Those Learjets are like 50, 60 feet long. So right. less, so like double the length of a Learjet. That's close. Now, here's one that's pretty scary, too, because I fly to Austin quite a bit. A Southwest, this one, this one involves Southwest and FedEx. They came as close as 100 feet from colliding on February 5th at the main airport. 100 feet. How big is a FedEx cargo plane? It's probably over 100 feet. Is this the one that was on the taxiway? Yeah. Yeah. That was, that one was, that, that one was close. Very close. <laughs> 100 feet, dude. On February 5th, uh, the main airport in Texas capital, it was uh, no, this was uh, a pilot, no air traffic controllers who averted disaster. So the pilot averted it, not the air traffic controllers. Controllers at Austin's airport had cleared the arriving FedEx Boeing 767 and a departing Southwest airline Boeing 737. To use the same runway, the FedEx crew realized that they were overflying the Southwest plane um a pilot told southwest crew to abort taking off and meanwhile it climbed out and aborted their landing to help avoid the collision so again had fedex not been paying the fuck attention they would have landed right on this other plane trying to take off and i, I wouldn't have got my stamps.com package no, i'm just kidding yeah that that's that's Normally, like when whenever you screw up in an airplane and the air traffic controller catches it, they always tell you, hey, get a piece of paper and something to write down. We got a number for you to copy. Ooh. It's just like when you're a cop and you know that you, hey, you need to call the LT or call the desk, call the <laughs> call the watch sergeant. Hey, when you're off that call, meet me in my office. <laughs> yep. Come by my office. Swing by. Swing by. We need to chat. Oh, you know that those aren't those aren't good. Like oh, they're going to look shit. into like the air, they're going to pull everything. They're going to pull their traffic control logs. They're going to pull all the ACARS data and the GPS data and all the, the comp. They're going to pull all of that stuff. But it's, there's a lot The uh, transportation's getting hurt really hard. Um, old Buttigieg um, needs to suck less dicks and manage yeah, he, more transportation a little bit better. On he, January 23rd, there was an incident at Daniel K., uh, International Airport in Honolulu involving a 777 jet, United Airlines, and a smaller single-engine cargo plane at the Hawaii Airport. The United jet improperly crossed a runway while a cargo aircraft was landing, the FAA said. At the closest point, the aircrafts were separated by 1,170 feet. 
The cargo involved in the incident is a smaller Cessna 206 turbo, turboprop operated by Kamaka Air. Um, the NTSB announced the investigation the day after Billy Nolan, the acting FAA administrator, directed his agency in a memo to mine the data to see whether there are other evidence that resemble ones. Just, I mean, there, it keeps going on. There's another one uh, stopping within a thousand feet of an aborted takeoff at JFK Airport. Uh, there's another one um, at a Burbank, Alaska. Um, that happened. So just a lot. And then we had the uh, the the mess up of the files, the computer files by uh, by contractor that literally shut down our airspace for half a day, costing millions in dials. That was just a fuck up. Imagine if somebody was trying to do that shit on purpose. It just shows how how not stable those systems really are how how little it would take to, to cause a major issue how much we depend on these systems uh, um yeah it, it's it's crazy man but i already hate flying and now i gotta worry about this bullshit uh but old buddha judge dude he's having a hard go at it isn't he he just the mayor the his mayor his best friend or his men the guy he mentors his, his buddy and his little brother, his little frat yeah. brother. Yeah. I can't pronounce his last name. It's W O J A H N. His first name's Patrick. Patrick is uh is a mayor and he got in trouble for 56 child pornography ch- cases. And, dog. And uh, yeah, he's been to the white house six times. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not surprised he, that he's been to the white house. Yeah, there's pictures of him Places and Buddy Judge arms around each other, calling each other the buddy and mentor. Uh, he said he was he met Booty Judge shortly after he was elected mayor in 2015. Uh, they're both gay. Uh, he was tasked with being his buddy oh. during a gathering of mayors in Washington, D.C. I went to the U.S. Conference of Mayors during a winter in D.C. in January 2015, and Booty Judge was assigned to be my buddy. They have said to have struck up a close relationship following the D.C. visit and continue to talk on the phone, both later attending events at the White House together. I now serve in a leadership role as vice chair of civil liability and bicycling in part due to his mentorship. That's because there's a culture of sexual misconduct that's going around with the rich elite, dude. I say say it every show, but the rich elite has a problem with, with, with sex. They can't control their sexual desires and their urges, and they're already entitled. Uh, a lot of these cases come down to who you're fucking. I mean, it ruins all the rich elites. Think about this. A lot of rich elites, Kraft, Kraft Cheese, Epstein, a lot of it has to do with like uh, uh, General Petraeus, uh, all these people with, with big, giant, with a lot of power, they're getting fucked over because they can't control the sex. Listen, dude, I'm a handsome guy with a fucking mullet. I'm a 39-year-old dude, 38-year-old dude, almost 39-year-old dude that looks like he could be maybe 28 on a bad day. Uh, And I'm married to one woman, dude, 13 years. Haven't even thought about cheating on her. Haven't even thought about going behind her back and fucking somebody else. How much trouble that would be. And this mayor, he's married, right? Yeah. So what's uh, he doing fucking around with little kids? 
Well, I don't know if he's married. He might. I don't know if he has married or if he has a, a partner. A partner. You know what I'm saying? But it's 40 counts of possession and 16 counts of distribution. Mm. Mm. He said he used to use a VPN to try to hide his identity. So like when it goes to court, they're going to look at things like intent. Because if you right. accidentally stumble across something on the internet, there's one thing. But when you're using a VPN to try to yeah, he that that shows intent, intent to deceive he, this intent to deceive and yeah. Jeez. Fuck but gotta use those VPNs. We were sponsored by ExpressVPN for a while. I don't even use it because I just don't care. I'm not doing anything shady on the interwebs. So now nah, just the research for, for 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 failure to stop. What's that? <laughs> just the research for failure to stop. <laughs> Yeah, especially when you get like I feel bad for uh, Andrea's computer, man. She's like, has to look up like how do I give an abortion? Since we did that whole like fucking abortion serial killer guy last night, uh, that was crazy, dude. That was fucking disgustingly crazy, and it does make me think how much of that shit's going on now. But yeah, these Richie leads, dude, and they're pedophile, pedophilia. Um, and I challenge anybody, man, if you go to church, you go to church with a pedophile. There's one in there. Yeah. There's guaranteed. one there. There's at least one there. Find out who it is. I'll fucking, I promise you that if you have a church with over 80 people in it, there's a pedophile in your congregation. Uh, if you work in politics, there's a pedophile. There's a pedophile in there. Find them. You know, if you work at a bank, you're safe. You work, uh, as a plumber, you're safe. Construction worker, you're safe. Postal employee, safe. Most jobs, safe. But church environments, polit political environments, there's always a pedophile there. Always. Every single fucking time. Usually jobs involving children, too. Just in general. Like bus yeah. drivers or in people in school. Yeah. I don't know how you could be a bus driver. Uh, my bus driver is a Vietnam vet. He was dope. He was a, uh, a matter of fact, I went to, um, I saw him die. I saw him on his deathbed, um, like 20 years after I had him as a bus driver. He was that cool, that influential. I went all the way back to Florida. I said my goodbyes to the guy, but, uh, fucking yeah, dude. I always wondered like, man, how, why did you become a bus driver after being a Vietnam vet and do it for like 20 something years? Getting up at four o'clock in the morning. That's a lot, dude. Dealing with all of us assholes. There's just, there's something reassuring about knowing that you're the one that's choosing the, the suck that you're in. Like if yeah. you're in a shit situation, knowing that you put yourself there versus knowing somebody else put yourself there, there's a that's a yeah. different mindset. Yeah. So I don't know. Mr. Hobbs, man, crazy cool guy though. Like we would fuck around, dude. He just didn't give a shit, you know, till you cross that line, whatever that line was, then he'd like rage quit. But you guys kind of like, knew, though, that you guys knew that when you were getting close to the line there, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, but then sometimes, you know, he would facilitate it, right? Like he, he would show up and there would be like a trash can on like every other aisle and they would be full of paper balls. And you're like, fuck, yeah, let's go. And we'd have like a huge paper ball fight like on the bus, like fucking slamming paper into each other's faces. Like, yeah. Shit's flying out the window. People are ducking it, dodging it. 
He was just like, dude, what the heck? He was Maybe crazy. he knew you just got to get out of your system before you get into school. Yeah. Um, last but not least, before we get out of here, Chris Rock. Uh, Chris Rock's uh, burn on Will Smith happened. It was the Netflix series. I watched it uh, last night. Um, and I got some takeaways. I'll get your takeaways. First of all, I think it's very well played how he did it, how he overtook adversity there. Um, he played a battle of the minds. Um, and I love that. I love when somebody takes a battle of the minds and he plays, he could have played a battle of the wills where everybody was tired, right? Where it's your, your will against somebody else is not Will Smith, but you against, you know, somebody else going tit for tat, you know, maybe we deflate each other's tires or we sue each other or, or we go tabloid to tabloid. Everybody's tired at the end of the day. No, this motherfucker waited, waited and he gathered ammunition and he let things die down. He let things play out. And then he comes out with this, Comedy says doing what he does best and gets it all out on the table and, and wins a mental battle that uh, is one for the all ages. Um, now I don't agree with all the things that Chris, Chris Rock said, but that's comedy, right? Like that you got to still laugh at it. I'm not offended by anything he said. Um, but uh, he's not as funny as when I thought he was very scripted. It was very, very I would scripted. say th there was thought put to it. There was, there was but he was trying to be too Dave Chappelle. Listen, I, I'm not. I listen, I'm Monday morning quarterback in the guy. He's obviously a lot richer and a lot more successful as a comedian than I am. But if I'm going to go over this with a fine, fine tune, like a fine, fine, what fine tooth comb, fine tooth comb. Uh, I would say that he was more scripted than he was in the past. He used to be a lot more off the cuff. You this I felt more... like he was trying to. When you repeat, and I've done stand up comedy, right? When you repeat. Yeah, Jada Smith. Jada Smith was a bad girl. Jada Smith was a bad girl. You know, when you, when he, because you see he repeated, that's him trying to remember Where what the next chapter next. of his, his routine is. And I thought he did a lot of that. So I wonder how many times he's done that particular skit or if that was his first, because it might just be he'll get better. I'm at, sure he, I don't know, because if, when you go to, because it was his recording. I'm mm -hmm. going to guess he's probably. Uh, yeah, right. That's what you would think. But I, ju I just felt like he wasn't as prepared. I don't know. I, I know. I didn't watch the whole thing. I seen that little bit of it. That little bit. It did seem like it was just. Well, that little he, bit was his best part. And that was at the end. And I think he should have done that at the beginning. At personally. the beginning, opened it with it. I think he should have opened it up with a banger. Um, He kind of opened it up pretty slow. But I mean, the shit that he said about Will Smith was majestic and i guessing that he put it at the end because he didn't want you to he didn't want to make it look like he just did a comedy thing on netflix just to fuck over will, will smith but i don't know dude like I he's got to address it he's got to address it somehow and i think that waiting as long as he did and how he did it yeah he could have done it better but i don't think that he's gonna lose sleep at night over it no no no, no. i don't think he could have done the, the the gig the part that he did about will smith was perfect that shit was funny. It was just the hour leading up to it that I thought was could have been better. That hour leading up against it, where he was like he he repeated himself like a lot, and I I was just like, come on, man, like we don't got to revisit that. But, like I, like there's some comedians that I watch, not to completely change the topic, but there's some that I watch and I'm like, yeah, that I will watch them for that, but I also want to see some new stuff. Yeah, but with comedy, I understand that like sometimes that you get stuck in a, in a rut and that's what you're known for. And it's hard to try to try new stuff or try to get outside of that. Cause yeah, and an hour is a long time, dude. Like I'm doing an eight minute mother's day one 
uh, where I'm opening up for a little bit for, for a group and it's, it's a mother's day special and you know, eight minutes. I mean, I can do eight minutes. No problem. Like it's not, I mean, it takes work, but an hour is a long time. Cause especially like, not like he, for that one, he was recording. So that one for sure, he had a flow of how he want what he wanted to get in, what he, how do you want to get it? But when you're not recording, like you're going to feel the audience, you're going to feel the room. Sometimes That's you what got, it was. I didn't feel like he felt the room very good. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you gotta, you gotta, you gotta feel that pulse. Oh, I loved what he did with Lulu Lemon though. Like he, Lulu Lemon, man, I love that burn on them. He's like, I'd rather have $10 racist pants than your hundred dollar non-racist pants. <laughs> so funny dude there was a lot of funny parts of that that comedy skit i think he's he did fun. a good job i he's i think that him waiting for as long as he did to, to perfect i think he's i think he's made his point i think he's gonna yeah. that's gonna be done it's gonna be he's just, he's just gonna move on and hopefully just move on i love it though like how, he, how many times he called him a bitch that that was yep. at first i was like what the fuck is he doing but then he just kept going and going till like, yep. he's like you're a bitch you a fucking bitch so and so says you're a bitch. So when X so so and so when he crossed, so and so said you're a bitch. When you slap a little white guy, you a bitch. And I was like, all right, enough. And then he just kept going and going and going. And I was like, all right, this is this is pretty so, funny because so he's just pretty much he's just calling Will Smith a bitch in every way, shape, or form. He's like, when your wife sucks another man's dick and interviews you about it, you a bitch. <laughs> like, oh man, I was like, dude, that's. That's got to hurt. Like if Will Smith was just like for curiosity's sake, tuning in, he gets to that point. I can just see him like slitting his own. Slitting his yeah. Own. I going to crying in the corner. God, for dude. sure. What do you think Will Smith's take on that is? I, like, like Chris Ross said, everybody's been cheated on, but nobody's been interviewed by the person that you've been cheated on. Yeah. On, and recorded it and put it on the internet for the world. Like, <laughs> What was the one line he said about us? Uh, uh, oh, like, how do you feel when I was sucking that person's dick? Yeah, I sucked another how man's did, dick. How do you feel about that? Like, how'd that make you feel? Fucking horny? <laughs> like, jealous? I, yeah, yeah. I don't know about yeah. Right. Um. Gosh, dude, what a what a crazy story. What do you think's next in Will Smith? Do you think Will Smith retaliates? Think he comes out I, with his own special? He's got no, it. I don't think he can. In the words of Chris Rock from back in the day, when how you deal with cops, you just shut the fuck the up. Fuck up. Well, you know, I love it because I um I follow this like all black Instagram channel, and uh, and it's just everything in black culture. There's nothing about white people in in their content at all. That's why I look at it. And um, dude, it's. They like the whole black community on that follows this is like super anti Chris Rock for that speech, saying that he's like oh, oh an Uncle Tom and that he's taking the white privilege side and um how dare he so, make fun of Michael Jackson and and not make fun of uh, Elvis Presley and so what which was the I think the difference between Michael Jackson and Elvis Presley is Elvis Presley wasn't fucking children. Well, what, I mean, what's the alternative with Will and 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 Chris Rock? What's the alternative? Chris Rock presses charges for assault, and then you try to how, how do you fight it? It was on live TV. Right. It's not an alleged some. It happened. How many yeah. cameras seen it in 4K? Like, yeah. like where where would you go from there? You either press, you have to address it at some point. So you're either going to 
tell a joke and just go make on. Make that money, son. He made that or, money. Yeah, so he's making his money with a special. Tell his joke, and he's moving on. I love on. it, he, dude. He's I love just, it. Yeah, I, they, yeah. I mean, I think he played it very well. I think we should all take a lesson. Yeah. Like he could have punched him back and lost that fight. He could have went through a bunch of legal battles, and that would have been tiresome. Um, and, he took the higher road. And, yeah, and did what he loved to him. do. Like, hey, I could go and sit and fight this out in court and deal with talking to lawyers on the phone and doing all this shit, or I can literally do what I do best, which is comedy. I can have fun making fun of all of this, and then I can get fucking rich, and I can call Will Smith a bitch while hiding behind a, a microphone and nobody's oh. going to shit on me for it. Yep. No one's going to run out of stage. I love it. I thought it was well played. Um, yeah. I, I hope that one day that my comedy can get me there. Probably not, but you we'll just got to say something really bad and get canceled. And then you can have your, your redemption arc. You can come back. Yeah. I don't I'm not really afraid of saying something dumb. Although people ask me a lot. How do you not get canceled? Because here's the thing. If you say stupid shit about everything all the time, then yeah. you can't be – no one can say, well, you're – well, no. Because I hate that and I hate this and I hate this and I hate this and I hate this and this and this. So I'm stupid. I'm ignorant all over the place. Yeah, I'm just so. an ignorant dude. I'm part of the reasonableist party. I've started my own political party. It's called the reasonableist party. Except I hate politics, so the party won't really go anywhere. But I do consider, I do identify myself as a reasonableist. I try to look at things reasonably and say, right. you know, it's like the Tucker Carlson thing. Like, you have to look at those things reasonably. And kind of what he did was not really reasonable. Like, that's not, and I get it that, that, that Tucker Carlson is an entertainer, not a news giver. That's an entertainment piece. I think people forget that 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 is there for entertainment, not there necessarily to give you news. But Fox News never really did, or CNN never really did focus on on what the root cause of the problem was, which, again, we can't argue about it because it, there's too much evidence that shows that Nancy Pelosi um, started this whole thing. Had she had given the chief what he asked for, the guy that they hired, that they put in the position to manage that position, if they, when they told him, when they didn't listen to him and wouldn't let him have the, the assets that he needed to conduct that inauguration safely, then they are the failures. Of all the people they subpoenaed it. for January 6th, I don't recall the, the subpoena for Nancy Pelosi to testify. No, I, don't, I, I, I don't, I can't, I mean, I'm, someone will have to find it for us, but sure. I don't recall that one. So the, the person that would ultimately be responsible for it didn't answer for it. Exactly. So then the entire thing becomes a grandstand. It's just all bullshit. So then any, it's it's all bullshit. Yeah. Every bit of well, it's bullshit. Um, I'd like to address the paid members who are in the chats with us. Colin P. Um, tactical dude, as always. Love all your insight there, tactical dude. I always have. I love having the. You always provide me with some bit of content to either argue with you with or agree with you on. And I always appreciate that um, from the bottom of my heart. And hopefully I get to meet you at some point. Uh, maybe at one of these meetups one day, TJR actually, you know, you guys keep sending these super chats and maybe one day uh, we'll be able to afford to, to have some of you guys, you know, in, in some kind of contest or another with the paid members that, that we could pay for you guys to come out here and stay. So um, 
you know, thank you guys all for the technical, uh, for, for all the super chats and for being paid members. You know, we try to, we try to give that money back to the community as best as we can during the holidays and, and help out first responders that need it. But David J who helped us out big last night. Thank you. Bone cold fleas, Austin three sixteen. Love you, man. Um, and whoever else was in the, in the chats, so easy drew breezy and, uh, all those other guys. So Falconator and, uh, um, just all of our, our paid members, man. There's just too many of you. I, I don't want to go on all day. I, I don't know. I'm going to say uh, Marines bloodbath and all those things. Um, but for myself, um, oh, again, if you want to win a skateboard deck, go to last call um, and then follow uh, and then leave me a comment that says that you followed Tansy fam and Gromit vomit. Um, and, and then and I'll enter you in to win. And next week you can win a desk. I mean a deck and I will send that out. Use it my new and approved stamps.com forward slash Wolfpack stuff. Listen, don't go to the, don't go to the post office again. You don't need to do any more shipping there. Do it all from the comfort of your own home guys. So go to stamps.com forward slash Wolfpack, get you a ghost bed at ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack. And also hit up that manscape deal that we got going on at manscape.com forward slash Wolfpack promo code Wolfpack. Got the new beard trimmer. Look good, man. You want to have a face. It's a smooth, Actually, I haven't shaved in a couple of days, so I'm getting a little scruffy. But um, love you guys for myself and Josh from Dead Leg Media. Don't forget the meetup uh, April 12th, Wednesday, here just outside of Raleigh, North Carolina at Insult Distilling Company. Until next time, folks, guns up and giddy up. Ooh.